0: Welcome to Grown-Up Kids, a Disney podcast.
1: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Grown-Up Kids. This episode is sponsored by Julie Creeth. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for sponsoring our podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined by a Frontierland reunion. Woo! We've got Rory yeah. and Tim.
3: Welcome back, guys.
1: Yay! Thanks for having me back.
3: I'm excited for another controversial episode. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not that controversial, Rory. It's a <laughs> little. To what
3: I've ever done in the past? Okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Course. As a
0: refresher for anybody who doesn't know, Tim and Rory both worked with me, Megan, in Frontierland during my first college program. That's how we know each other, and we thought that it would be perfect to get together again to uh, trek across the Oregon Trail and westward ho the wagons, which is what we're going to be discussing today.
1: Westward ho! Yes. Thank you. Oh, the wagons. God. Uh, how did I know Katie was going to do that <laughs> it was
3: in my it's been in my head for two days yeah, so I'm same. so glad that you did that
1: well yeah, considering try. I just finished the movie not even 20 minutes ago still
3: in your head it's
1: still in my head yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: the wagons
0: alright so it's time for the 30 second Disney dash. and i'll go first whoa all right wing in it yeah it's still kind of fresh in my mind we just watched it yesterday but you know how my 30 second disney dashes usually go so we'll see (laughs) (laughs) i did really good for davy crockett though although that's like a month from Uh, that was a couple weeks ago for you guys (laughs) listening but we just (laughs) recorded that episode all right
2: (laughs) talking to you from the future (laughs) from the future
0: (laughs) all right ready No. Set. Okay. Go. So we have a doctor and his family traveling on the Oregon Trail all the way to Oregon. uh, And they have to go through lots of different Native American territory. The Pawnee and the Sioux tribes. Uh, They pass lots of landmarks. Some of them get in trouble and there's fighting. But in the end, they get there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh.
2: 22. It's the best ending. (laughs) But in the end, you know, they get there. there. (laughs) Well, it's true. Oh, God.
0: Who would like to follow that one up?
1: I'll follow it. (laughs) All right. Nobody's
0: ending is going to be better than mine. It's okay, you guys. You can
1: try, but it's not going to happen.
2: Okay. Ready?
1: okay set go we start with a bunch of wagons there's this doctor with a bunch of these other people heading to the oregon trail the young boy dan gets kidnapped by the pawnee but he escapes then the Pawnee steal all their horses then they find the Sioux tribe where the Sioux tribe try to steal the blonde girl but unfortunately that doesn't happen the little boy little thunder gets hurt oh no he almost dies but the doctor comes to save the day then the wagons start moving again towards oregon
0: Yay! Woo. 24.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> I forgot about Little Thunder getting injured. That's kind of an important plot twist.
2: That it's was, like, like a the there.
0: plot twist. <laughs> but they got there.
2: <laughs> That's the important part.
1: But they got there. <laughs> oh
2: god. Roy, would you like oh. to go
3: next or last? Yeah. Okay. No, I'll go next. Get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written, so we'll see how that
2: goes. So do I, so it's two and two here.
3: All right. On your mark, get set, go. So, Dr. John helps lead a group of settlers along the Oregon Trail. It's not long before issues with the Pawnee tribe ensue, including stolen horses and a moron kid named Dan being taken prisoner. Dan escapes, and after a Pawnee showdown, the settlers make it to a safe port where a friendly Sioux tribe resides. The Sioux want to trade safe passes for a little girl who they will think will bring them good luck. This almost causes a fight. However, when Dr. John saves the life of the Chiefs, son, the relationship is mended and the Sioux lead the settlers to Oregon. They get there. Ooh,
0: you almost made me nervous there. <laughs> 24 <laughs> seconds, though. Well, 25, really. Yeah, almost 25. Right on the cusp. <laughs> Alright, Kate, are you ready? Let me pull it up. Pull no, you're up. starting. Ready? No! Set. No! <laughs> Go. A small group of families in their covered wagons
2: make their way across the plains to Oregon. They almost lose their horses and a kid named Dan to the Pawnee tribe, but continue on... Eventually meeting the peaceful Sioux tribe, but they want Goldilocks. No go. The Pioneer children and the Sioux children become friends, but the adults don't like it. At least not until Dr. Davy Crockett saves one of their children. The Sioux grant them safe passage through Oregon. Oregon or bust! Oh my god.
3: (laughs) That's right. That was the best. We saw
0: that and Katie was like, does that say Oregon or bust? And I'm like, (laughs) oh it does. Yep, yep it does. So for anyone
2: who didn't watch the movie and is just listening (laughs) along... Literally on the side of the canvas wagon, it is written, <laughs> Oregon or bust. And I I thought this was a new phrase. I, I did not realize
3: it
0: was from way back whenever. Not only is it from yeah. way back, like, whenever the Oregon Trail happened, but it was also, like, still relevant in, in the 50s when this was made. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that that was, like, you know, a cool thing the kids were saying nowadays. But here That's we go, not... kids. You <laughs> might think it's cool, but it's from the Oregon Trail. Yep.
2: <laughs> the pioneers said it first.
1: Yep. Uh, how come they didn't have it on that simulator that we played in like fourth grade? Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> what the heck? I loved that game. Let's
2: all take a moment to be glad that no one in this film died of dysentery, dysentery. or typhoid. <laughs> typhoid. There was no spare parts needed for a broken wagon. They all oh, and whenever
0: you broke an axle, you were done for. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. None of that mm-hmm. happened. But they did have to leave a lot of
1: furniture behind.
0: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: they Including saved. all those books.
0: Oh, they saved Except some of them. Except the medical books. They
1: saved two of the books.
0: Yeah. I don't they know why
1: he chose tw- those two. But... I think her dad wrote one of them. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I personally
0: would have just saved Harry Potter.
1: But, you know, that's... <laughs> it. Um, Megan, this is before Harry Potter, you know, like, they didn't know that the Wizarding World existed yet. Harry Potter has time.
0: always been there Harry in
2: everybody's Potter hearts. is my past, Harry Potter, present,
0: and future. future. It's yep. yours, but you okay, weren't born
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alrighty, do we want some history on this good old movie here some about the Oregon Trail?
1: <laughs> on history.
0: Oregon or bus? Uh, I reckon I'm ready. All right, so Westward Ho, Westward Ho, The Wagons, Wagons is a 1956 American live-action Disney Western film. Um, It's based on a novel called Children of the Covered Wagon. The film was produced by Bill Walsh, directed by William Bodine, and released to theaters on December 20th of 1956 by good old Buena Vista Distribution Company. So, again, we get to see Fess Parker... Who is Davey. our Davy? Davy Crockett, King, King of the, of the wild, wild Frontier. Frontier. And what's we're talking Uh, so he plays George Reeves. Nope. Oh, nope, no, he doesn't. He's <laughs> <No>. also, <laughs> which also featured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. George Reeves is another actor uh yep <laughs> and he's also in this movie this is his last big screen appearance guys I know who he is it's fine oh, it's, it's okay who does he play
2: uh, he plays <laughs> I believe it's it's either Jim Steven or Jerry nope I lied I have it down here hold on hold on I have it I have it
3: he was the one who like led the whole like.
2: Wacky James brigade. James Stephen, okay. He yeah. was supposed to be the leader of everybody, but it kind of ended up being Fest. the doc. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> See now I know who it is. Uh, so the film was shot in Jan's Cone- Conejo Ranch now known as Wildwood Regional Park in Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, And it was only a moderate success and received mixed reviews. Uh, Fess Parker's version of the song Ringle Ringle Rangle was released as a single. Yep. Yep.
2: We've been having, like, (laughs) the soundtracks have been, like, becoming more popular with these films.
0: Yes. Okay, hold on, I'm sorry. No, okay, yeah, go on to your fun facts. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm just saying I totally called this first fun fact, and I didn't even know that you wrote it in here, but I was like, these look like musketeers. Musketeers? Yeah.
1: Musketeers? Mousketeers.
0: Are you okay today? <laughs> it's really late today. I'm usually in bed by now.
2: <laughs> Alright. So, fun facts. This film featured four musketeers from the Mickey Mouse Club the 1955 series, so it was Tommy Cole who played Jim Stephen, Doreen Tracy who played Bobo Stephen, <laughs> uh, Cubby O'Brien played Jerry Stephen, so really it's just a family of musketeers, and Karen Pendleton played Myra Thompson, who was the little blonde girl.
0: They just looked like they belonged on the Mouseketeer show.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: A.K.A. Yeah. the Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. Club, which is what that's called. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The
2: Mouseketeer Show.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so this makes sense now that Meg read that the suit was based on a novel called Children of the Covered Wagon. That's what the film was originally supposed to be called, which I think would have been apt as well because it really does focus around the it kids was more so. a lot. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like half it was and a good half, division. But, but I, I could see it. Um... The original script called for an Indian attack on a wagon, but Walt told the second unit director that he didn't want it to be a typical Indian attack as children would be watching the film and he didn't want it hit, didn't want them to see anyone killed or injured. Um, the director objected, saying, in real life, people were killed during Indian attacks, so it's unrealistic if we don't do it that way. But Disney said, nope, shoot it as I ordered you, and then after they shot it, Walt was like, oh yeah, you're right. That doesn't look realistic enough. And the director was like, well, that's going to add at least a week's extra time and several hundred thousand dollars to the budget. But Walt said, reshoot it until you get it right. So, no wonder
0: Roy gets mad. Wouldn't people get (laughs) injured and killed if, like, the pioneers attacked the Indians, too?
3: Well, mm. I mean, mostly the Indians were the ones who got injured in the film too. Yeah, like yeah. none of the settlers really got hurt. No, it was they all didn't. the Indians. Yeah, yeah. I just uh,
0: the wording is a little questionable, you
3: know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And there was no scalps like in Davy Crockett, at least. Oh,
3: that no, but the, the, the they t- talk you can't about say it. that at the beginning. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, talk they talk about,
1: about, about getting scalped. <laughs> they do. But they didn't show any, because in Davy uh, Crockett, they did show an awful mighty amount of scalps. Yeah, they did. It was gross. It yeah. was gross. It was. It's
3: disgusting.
2: So, during a one-hour Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, they telecast something called Along the Oregon Trail, and that actually had behind the scenes of the shooting of this film, which is kind of cool. Hmm. It's like almost like a DVD extra, but you yeah, know, back in the neat. day on TV. Um, So the first segment of a four-part series about Indians called The First Americans began on the Disneyland series on the day of the premiere of the film. And the film was shown in two parts on the Disneyland program on February 19th and the 26th of 1961. So even though this came out in 56. 56, it was still like, you know, onwardly living in 61. So I guess it was popular. I don't know.
0: <clears throat> yeah I think also you have to realize that films weren't coming out as steadily as they do now, yeah, so I feel like yeah. the lifespan of a film would last longer. longer back then because like you didn't have something new to grab your attention as quickly as we do now.
2: You didn't have that lineup yeah. of
0: summer blockbusters right well. there wasn't like oh, there's ten movies coming out this summer there was like there's one <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it was probably from Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Movie pass would not have thrived. So, <laughs> no, it probably would have because not as many movies are out and people wouldn't go as often. True. That's why it died.
2: <laughs> Meg's buddy George Reeves,
0: who, yeah, plays, that guy.
2: who plays James Stephen in the film, he was the first actor to portray Superman. Ooh, fun. Yes, Rory. I think she was just oh, pumping that, it that up. that was
3: me going... Yeah,
0: Superman! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. She didn't understand, but I did. <laughs> I see it now. I see that.
2: Um, and that's really all I have. There wasn't a lot of facts on this movie. Sometimes, like, you go on there and there's nothing. I mean, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, we've I got mean. some characters we could talk about, though. Mm-hmm. So, John... Doc Grayson. He is played by Fess Parker, who we also know as Davy Crockett. We've said it multiple times. Um, he basically learned how to talk in this movie. He talked a little better in this movie <laughs> yeah. than Davy Crockett. Um, but he also like just saves the day in this movie. You know, that's kind of they they build up his character a lot. And you're kind of like, I kind of wondered the whole movie, like, why is he so important? Yeah. You know, because it yeah. was like, mm-hmm. it kind of really focused on the kids more so, which makes sense now that we know that it was based on a novel that was supposed to focus on them. Um, but, yeah. like, his, like, slow buildup of character ended up making sense, obviously, after he saves Little Thunder's life at the end. So. it's the coolest name. Oh. Little Thunder. I want my name to be Little Thunder. <laughs> it's what, just what, Megan. Would you like me to start calling you that? No, it's okay. Little
2: thunder. I
0: probably wouldn't <laughs> stick.
2: Continue on, LG.
0: Oh, uh, does anybody have anything they want to say about John Grayson?
3: Well, for Doctor John, I kind of wrote on my on my notes. I was like, he's like a prairie Renaissance man. Yeah, like, he's the one who sings, and he has a yeah. swab, and everyone's like, okay. oh. Dr. John will know what to do, and Dr. John's mm-hmm. going to go save the horses, and Dr. John is great with all the kids, and like, Yeah, he's oh, okay. like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of annoying to a point where I'm like, but Dr. John's also not the person who's in charge of this. George Reeves <laughs> is. So, <laughs> Superman. <laughs>
1: Superman. He was barely in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. The movie. yeah.
2: Yeah. Dr. John. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got really confused at first, because mm-hmm. I thought John and Laura were together already but I don't think Um, they were and like I thought that was their whole family like her, Dan, and I did too. And then like later on when he's like (laughs) Sarah, trying to serenade her because she's not there at the moment but then I was like oh I mean they do get together right? I think.
1: Yes.
0: Don't they make out a little
2: bit? Yeah.
3: But he gets on the wagon with her at the end and he takes the reins so she can read to him
1: from the medical book. How romantic!
0: Very romantic. <laughs> At least she's
1: allowed to read. Did so. they
0: kiss? Did I make that
1: up? They well, did I the the most equivalent thing to that from a nineteen fifties movie. She read a book to him. <laughs> That's the
2: equivalent of it. I think I'm mixing my I movies. We're watching a lot of these uh, old westerns right now, so.
1: I'm no, mixing they, didn't, they didn't. It ain't kiss, but you could tell that there was like that. I thought they were married. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought like. I, I thought Dan and my other kids, too, until they were like,
3: that's my niece. Yeah. <laughs> her mother yeah. and her father. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think they were married, but, like, when I thought she was the other kid's mom. Yeah. Like, I I thought, like, I wanted to know what happened to her husband. I was like, did he die? Like, did he die of dysentery on the way there? Like, you is you this fresh?
0: Possibly. And
3: then all of a sudden, they're just like, uh, her sister. And I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was, was weird. weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, which mm-hmm. kind of brings us to Laura. She's a cool character, I think, because she's a little bit... She's, like, girly, but she also has this side to her. She's a little tomboyish. Not tomboyish, but, like, she can do... She's, like, she can get by get on her, her own. She's not afraid to get her hands dirty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked her and appreciated her for that.
2: Meg and I thought both thought she was
0: the same lady...
2: From Sword been, in the Rose. Yeah,
0: from Sword in the Rose. And Mary Poppins, but yeah. it wasn't. I was like, sounds. in the beginning, her voice, yeah. like, sounds just like her. And I was like, hold on, is that the same lady? And then once they got up close to her, I was like, oh, no, that's not her. But, like, sounded just like her. It was weird. Also, um,
3: I thought it was cool that she wore pants. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how historically accurate that was, if they actually did wear pants in those days. But I thought it was cool. Yeah, like Yeah, the- I liked it.
0: And uh, and yeah, I liked how at the at the end, not well, I guess not the complete end, but towards the end, whenever they were talking about like, you know, the Indian tribe wanted Myra, um, and she was like, "Well, I am her mother and her father." And the and the who what was his name? The like chief it's is that
2: Wolf's brother or Many Stars? I, think. I can't
0: remember, but um, he wolf's was like Wolf's I brother think. said, mm-hmm. "No, I want to talk to the man."
2: Oh yeah, yeah. He's and, like, no, I
0: won't talk to a woman. I won't. Yeah, talk I won't to talk to the woman. And she was just like, <laughs> "F you, dude. You're talking <laughs> to me. I'm all they mm-hmm. got. So you're listening to what I have to say." Yeah. And I liked that. Um, Dan Ugh. is. Um, <laughs> he was a little annoying, so he's <laughs> the one that gets captured. By the tribe, right? Mm-hmm. He reminded me of, like, a Leave it to Beaver character.
1: Yes. He just reminded me of one of those Leave it punk to kids. So I am
0: not positive. I'm like, sorry. he'd be, he's like... one of those,
1: like, punk kids in those movies that you want to, like, punch in the face. And you're like, wait till your mom finds out what you're doing. She's gonna whoop you.
0: <laughs> I kind of compared him to, like, the little rascals. See, never seen yeah that. um Yeah, he's just kind of... Uh-huh. He was a little annoying. He got into uh-huh. unnecessary trouble, um he I got captured by the Indian tribe, but then he it was cool that he ended up escaping on his own. I the oh my god, the part that killed me mm-hmm. in this
1: movie.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rory knows. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he's running away from the Indians and then he's at the top of that hill and he starts kicking the rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's like suddenly an avalanche on the Indians, and the, the one Indian literally just like, "Let's go!" And is like,
3: ah, he like, he like, <laughs> he
0: like
3: and throws rain. himself backwards. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, it's like fantastic the Pocahontas scene. Oh my God, like because they're yeah. like climbing, and then the Indian like throws himself uh, back. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: It was very the good over acting. dramatic fake death scenes, man. It's just like Davy Crockett all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh.
0: and rob roy how he just falls down the waterfall meg will never forget that it was just so bad it just looked really bad
2: i will say about dan he seems to be the eldest boy in the camp and i think he really looks up to the doctor so i think he's trying to constantly prove himself yeah like to be a a big man Uh. but he's still just a kid he's just annoying yeah, I agree, he's annoying. But I like when he meets Little Thunder,
0: and, the, and he's like, Little Thunder, and he's
2: like, "Damn!" <laughs> and then they stare
0: at each other for, like, a solid five minutes playing with this weird yo-yo thing. And the noise, yeah, like, What did I say? I was like, wow, that's
2: a good time back
0: then! Yeah. Alright, so Myra... She is the little Goldilocks who uh, the Indian tribe wants in exchange for safe passage to Oregon. Because they think she's good at medicine slash and good luck. luck. But we mm-hmm. all know Laura doesn't let that happen.
3: Can I, can I just say that I really thought that that was a really good bargain. like they would raise her like a like Indian a princess. princess. Yeah. Little Thunder was kind of cute. Okay. I, yeah. Like you marry him. He looked um, like Mowgli. They he were. did. Yeah, he kind of did. He did. Yeah. But, like, they, they were kind of all about it. Like, they were going to treat her like royalty. I don't know. I, if I were her, oh. I would have been like, mm-hmm. Laura, shut up. I'm going.
1: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got a good
2: life here, man. I'm going.
1: <laughs> I have some history about the actress that plays her, actually. Go so. for it. So, she was actually the youngest female musketeer. And she left show business in the 1970s, and she got into an automobile accident in 1983, oh. and since then she's been paralyzed from the waist down. Jeez, Fun fact.
2: No but she's alive. still alive?
1: She's still alive, and she fights for, like, um, handicap rights now. Like, she's an advocate for that. Well, she was. Now she's, like, retired and is a grandmother. Her. And
0: All right. The Pawnee, this is the Indian <laughs> tribe that... Attacks them, correct? Yes, they are the, yes. quote, violent Indian tribe. So this is the one where they have that huge confrontation as they're trying to go through that tiny space. Uh, what did they call it?
2: I don't remember.
0: I, I don't no. know. It basically looked like the trench from Finding Nemo. Pretty much, but not underwater. Um, so they're trying That's, to get through. No. <laughs> 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 um And these... This tribe comes and attacks them because they are known to be violent, supposedly. Um, steal their horses. They did steal their horses. Then they steal Dan. Yep.
1: They stole Dan. He went first. willingly.
0: He did. He, he didn't, didn't really willingly. put up a fight at all. So <laughs> he's just like, "Hi, here are my
2: hands.
3: Sign yeah. up." Yep. I think he was trying. Well, to he did that more to protect the kids. kids. Yeah. 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 He was. But still.
0: He's still annoying.
3: I like how the
2: dog is making noise, and the little girl just, like, clamped her hand over yes, his snout, I know. and all the sound just yes. cut out. Yeah.
0: That was cute. I was,
3: ca- I was like, the dog's hot, he
2: needs to pant. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he sweats, child.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, next up, we have the Sioux tribe. Now, the this is the tribe that has Little Thunder, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. So they trade with the white man. They interact with right. So they kind of have like a you know. trading post that they go to. Um, oh, trading post. Yeah, <laughs> and they yes. Yeah, so the he's like a French guy, right?
3: Yeah, Beastie
0: Yes, that guy. <laughs> George Reeves. so he like owns this trading post and basically runs it for them um the people on the oregon trail the travelers and the wagons don't agree with his idea of doing this but he basically just tells them to get over it which is kind of awesome Mm -hmm. um because he's just trying to like you know have a peaceful relationship with these people because that's what we should do as human beings. Yeah, like, the the one
2: guy was like, you're gonna sell guns to an Indian? And the guy's like, not that I'm advocating guns, it's just an item that was there. And the guy's like, if he's gonna pay my price, I'll sell him whatever he wants. You know, like, he doesn't care that he's an Indian or someone who isn't a white man. Right. He's just like, why why can't we just have this area to, like, co-mingle?
0: You know? And that, but then they kind of do get to experience the whole commingling, right? Because, like, they're resting right next to where the Sioux tribe is staying. Yeah. So then, like, the kids begin to interact. Um, the adults don't necessarily care for it. Can but... we talk about children being way smarter than adults? Yeah. They don't
2: care. I know. Doesn't matter that you look different than me or act different than me. We can still get along. And yep. the adults are like, get away from them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, a lot to learn from children.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I have another fun fact about the Sioux. Go fun fact it. is there is a town in South Dakota, which this took place in the Dakotas, called Sioux Falls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I stayed there once.
2: If <laughs> <Famous laughs> i Mount
1: Rushmore. Nice. Um, I have you know, heard
0: of that city before, but I have never been to the Dakotas. So.
1: You know, as soon well, as I heard the Sioux. As soon as I heard the Sioux, I was like, I've heard that name before. And there were a lot of buffalo there. My brother actually ate a buffalo when we were there. A whole buffalo. A whole buffalo. No, like a buffalo. like a part of buffalo. Like it was like a buffalo burger. Like it was like the meat from buffalo in a patty and Okay, I was like sixteen when I went there and then they told him it was my birthday and it wasn't my birthday. Good times. <laughs> Liars. I know, right? <laughs>
0: All right, so Wolf's brother, he is the leader of the Sioux tribe, correct? I think so. So he is the one that tells the children to stop playing. Uh, He then is also pretty stubborn whenever John wants to come and help Little Thunder, but eventually he comes around to the idea, thankfully, because John does save Little Thunder, who is his son. I think so, yeah, yes. because he yeah. promises
2: when they're Myra, trying to make that yeah. Yeah, trade, that Myra will marry little Thunder. Does he become Big Thunder when he grows up? I don't know. I hope so. That'd be
1: cool. That yeah, would be
0: cool. That would be cool.
1: One less Maybe syllable. that's where they got Big Thunder Mountain from. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <that's
0: funny. laughs> um, so, Wolf's brother does come around to them at the end of the movie, which is a nice thing to see. Um, I don't know who Many Stars is. That's... He's like So um... Many... Go,
2: go
3: ahead, go ahead. Oh no, Katie, you got it. Nope, you're gonna say it better than I can. <laughs> okay. Well, Many Stars is like the spiritual advisor of the tribe. So okay. Oh he's like well, I the remember tribe he's... Medicine yeah. Man. Yeah. He like had the
0: feather thing that they were like putting over little thunder yeah. and then they like gave him the necklace to like put in his hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was the one who told Wolf's brother that Myra was good luck. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Cool. Yes. He's dope.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's not bad. And then uh, and then we have Little Thunder, who we've talked about quite a bit, who's the son of Wolf's brother. Um, he breaks his collarbone, and John comes and saves him. That can be a pretty, like, horrible injury. So it's pretty... I mean, it's surprising, but cool that in that times he was able to, like, know how to fix that.
2: I mean, his what did he say? His bone had splintered and was, like, in one of his veins or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, the like, internal him.
3: bleeding was pooling, and yeah. he had to relieve the pressure. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's mm-hmm. crazy that, like, he could know that in the, those times. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows mm-hmm. if that, like, really could have ever happened, but it was cool <laughs> that they did it in the movie.
1: Um, Let's believe that it could happen.
0: Yes. John's a good guy, and he helped relieve the pressure of a splintered collarbone. And the on situation. Little and the situation. Yes. Um, alrighty, so favorite parts and characters of the movie. Um, do we just want to go in the same order? We did 30-second Disney Dash, just so that everybody knows when they talk. Sure. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm going to say my favorite scene is actually when John ends up fixing Little Thunder. Like that whole resolution. Um him being in there and like just seeing the trust like shift in their eyes. Like you can tell I don't want you to touch him, but then John gives um Wolf's brother his like big dagger to hold so that he knows that he's not going to do anything. And then he really does just save Little Thunder's life, and then he wakes up, and, like, they're just good. And they know that they owe him a favor now, so they help them get to Oregon. Um, so then, favorite character would be, I think I like Little Thunder, just because he uh, he's cute. <laughs> he looks, like Tim said, he looks like Mowgli a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked the role that he played because, like, he didn't really come in strong as, like, a major character. But then he ended up being really important at the end. So, I liked Mm -hmm. that. And then I also liked John just because he was just a good guy. He really was just, Mm -hmm. like, looking to do the right thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you stole my favorite scene. I actually did tear up a little bit during that. Like, when he woke up, I did tear up. And I'm not ashamed to admit that a man can cry. Um, <laughs> um, the other scene I really liked is like in the beginning when they were playing all the music and dancing, like it just reminded me of in grade school because our state dance in Illinois is the square dance fun fact. Oh so boy. we had to learn how to we had to learn how to square dance. And in fifth grade, we had to go to a camp that is named after some Indian. I don't remember the name, but we had to square dance at this camp. And it reminded me of those good old days. Um, my favorite character, I have two. One is, of course, John Grayson, the doctor. Like, he's just someone that you want to root for. And also, I liked many stars. I couldn't understand him, but just, like, I just kept saying when I was watching, I'm like, he's pretty dope.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is cool. <laughs>
1: like, like he too. really is. He really is kind of cool, and, like, just, he's so knowledgeable, and he was so nice to, like, the kids, like, all of the kids, you know, and... These kids, you know, they hear stories of the Indians like, oh, no, stay away from them. And then they meet this nice guy. It's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, my, my favorite scene um, was also kind of towards the beginning with the dancing. Um, but I really liked it when um, Dr. John and his buddy, whose name was Hank, by the way, <laughs> um, and his buddy Hank were like trying to ask Laura to dance and um Dr. John like is smooth and like makes it happen and the other guy Hank tries to get in and um Dr. John turns and slaps him.
1: <laughs> and <gets laughs> yes.
3: Um, I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I, when I was watching, I was like, okay, I know my favorite scene now. Like, not gonna, that's not gonna change. It's the best. Um, and then my favorite character, um, I have to go for Bisonette, um, the guy who runs the fort. Um, I just mm-hmm. thought he was a really cool guy. And, you know, you have to think about, like, his backstory. Like, are there other people there? Because they didn't show, like, anyone who works with him necessarily. So, like, is he just this French guy who runs the fort in the middle and, like, deals with the settlers and the, um, the, in the Sioux and, uh, worry about the Pawnee? And, you know, you have to kind of worry about his backstory. Um, but something was really calming about him. And so, I actually looked up the actor, and his name is Sebastian Cabot, who was the narrator for the Winnie the Pooh series. Oh. So, not only was he that, but I'm so glad we were talking about Mowgli, because he was the voice of Bagheera. Whoa. Nice. Oh, I like so, it. So, he actually has a... He was in um, Sword in the Stone, too, so he actually has a voice history, voice acting history with Disney. Um, so I was trying to wonder, like, why the character, like, really resonated with me and, like, the voice. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It just pulls back to all of those memories. Uh, but, yeah. So he's a pretty he's a pretty cool guy. Or as Tim would say, dope. He's, he's pretty <laughs> dope. <laughs> Rory's diving
2: in deep. I like it. I
3: like
2: yeah. it. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. My favorite character... I'm going to kind of group all the kids. I like the kids because, as I said, we can learn a lot from them. They were willing to accept differences. Not even, didn't even notice differences. It was just like, hey, I, I could learn from you. You know, you're different than me, but that's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, you know, I like the doctor because, like, like Rory said, he's the Renaissance man of the of the prairie. So Yeah. He knows a little mm-hmm. bit about everything, and he's just an all-around good guy. And favorite scene, Oregon or bust, man. Oregon or bust. <laughs> that I will never forget. That <laughs> that will stay with me I, forever.
1: <laughs> I sounded that, that was gonna be your favorite scene.
2: <laughs> it oh. made me laugh like out loud.
0: Perfect. Least favorite scene. Least favorite. Um, probably the fight scene with the Pawnee. Like it was just really Intense and I mean, like, yeah, I guess they wanted to make it look real, but like, there was a lot of just unnecessary death and destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of the pioneering days. I know,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, my least favorite. character do we we do least favorite character oh yeah oh
0: yeah hold on who's my least favorite character uh probably dan because he's annoying (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) you stole mine (laughs) of course dan is my least favorite but also the pawnees because they were like really mean stole the horses My least favorite scene was probably, like, when Danny was at the camp and the Indians were just, like,
0: with all the guns and stuff. They made them look so uncivilized, and it made me so angry watching that scene. I was, like, that seems so unnecessary. I'm sure that's not how they lived life.
1: No, because, like, the Sioux, you saw them, and that was probably more realistic to how they actually lived, like, the Native Americans, like... That's more believable than how the Pawnee lived, so that. Part, they literally like,
0: made them look like savages, yeah. and I was like.
1: And they, they didn't even look like they were dressed for the time period either. They looked like they were dressed for the 1950s. Even though it took a film in <laughs> the 1950s, like they were the only characters that was like, let's give them modern clothes and have them be like the savage Indians.
0: Yeah. I didn't like that yeah. scene.
1: Mm mm. I must threw my phone at my laptop watching it. <laughs>
3: I don't um know why. That one's actually my least favorite scene, too. But um a little bit different reasons. I mean, yeah, Megan, and I agree it. Like they just made them look so uncivilized. Mm-hmm. um but also because, mm. you know, we obviously, or for anyone who's listening, we when we had decided to do this movie and we looked it up, and the the cover of the film, you know, looks very controversial. And, you know, so there were some expectations going into it that like, okay, what are we about to see? What are we about to watch? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this going to be the live action version of what makes the Red Man Red from Peter Pan? (laughs) You know, like what's going to happen? Um, And then... Up until that point, I was kind of pleasantly surprised because it kind of went more along with history. Like there were t- there was turmoil between right. the um, the Indians and the settlers as they were going, you know, because they were invading their land and all all of that that went into it. So th- that kind of went more into the history. And then when they kidnapped Dan, I thought for sure, I was convinced that they were going to take him back to his camp, and he was going to learn all about them, and he was going to learn that they weren't mm-hmm. bad people, and, like, and I didn't realize that that was going to come later with the Sioux, mm-hmm. so when that was happening, when they then go to the Pawnee, and they're, like, um, one, I'm not sure why they were shooting guns either, because yeah. notoriously they didn't have guns, but okay, okay. okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> So, like, they go to this uncivilized camp, and I was just so let down because I was expecting this to be, like, the, you know, the heart of the story. And, oh, I was so disappointed. Um, And then, yeah, I really hate Dan. Um, (laughs) I I just think Mm. that that kid just was looking for trouble, like, consistently, and he was kind of annoying. Um, But I do have to mention, too, because we haven't mentioned him yet, the one guy who I don't think I remember his name, but the one guy on the tra- trail, the one who like got into it when um the uh, when falling stars was first looking at Myra, and like attacks him. Yes. I thought, I mean, he was the one who, like, I want to buy your horses and then sell them for, like, ten times as much, mm. and, I like, th- these people are uncivilized, and just, like, he was the one who was least, like, least willing to look at anything different than his own point of view. Yeah. So I, I thought he was kind of the worst. Mm-hmm.
0: I can get behind
2: that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm going to kind of snowball off Rory, because that that guy might be my least favorite character. And then that scene is probably my least favorite because he just, like, the, the Indians are, do, the Sioux is doing nothing but being nice. They're kind of just, like, commenting on how beautiful she is, you know, and just being totally nice. And he's just like, get away from her. Get away from her. Like, I don't trust you at all instantly.
0: It's even just like, Even though they're in this instant, area of peace. Instant racism. Yeah. Instant racism. That's what bothered me. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. agree. Um, Okay, so what we took away from this film, I would say is that the Oregon Trail was pretty turbulent uh, and that we should learn to be like the French guy and just try and be peaceful with those around us and get to know and understand their culture instead of being scared of it. Um I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't jump to conclusions and don't be racist, basically. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. I took away a very similar thing. What mine was more of just like when you're in a new environment, go into it with an open mind.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially like going through the Oregon Trail, going to a territory you don't know meeting people that you've heard stories about, like, don't go in with those assumptions, because what's going to happen is, is that you're going to prejudge them, and then, in the end, they all, be, they all became buddies, and part one part of the movie, they were smoking that pipe together, like... And that yeah, would have not happened if they would have just been, like, how they felt about the Pawnee, like, the Pawnee were, like, how they stereotyped the Indians, like, oh, no, they're bad, but the Sioux, they're now good, they're buddies now, so yeah. it's more. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I took away from it. I mean,
3: I definitely took away you know, those similar sentiments. Um, I have to say though in that in a kind of weird way to do the what did you take from it? Um one of the reasons why this this movie title kind of like called out to me. Um I'm not sure if you guys remember, but in Frontierland the the cart that used to sell French fries and, like, the one over by yeah. Pecos Fields, it's called Westward Ho. Yes. um And it's a wagon. <laughs> um, oh, man. And, yes. Yeah. So I was really excited to kind of, like, you know, watch one of these films that, like, Frontierland was essentially based off of. Mm-hmm. And to have a little bit more innovation when you go into or insight not innovation insight when you go into frontierland and you see these like different things cuz the Imagineers put so much into it mm-hmm. um that was kind of really excited to be like okay i know what westwood ho now is like, yeah. yeah and i am going to sing that song next time i'm there
0: yeah <laughs> um, mm-hmm. i forgot about that place that's where they sell well they used to i don't know mm-hmm. if they still do but that they sold chicken nuggets yeah. right <laughs> Yeah.
3: No, they did. It was at one point at mm-hmm. McDonald's. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. What was it, that and little then... place?
0: It's like Off to the Side by Pecosville. Yes. yes.
3: Yeah. They sell uh, loaded tots now, I think? Yes. Yep. <laughs> does it oh, say,
2: just... <laughs> important question, does it say Oregon or bust? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know,
3: no. though. Like well, Maybe. You want to look now?
2: Yes. I need yeah. to know. And if it's not there, I need to talk to somebody. Because it needs to be there. <laughs>
0: well, we'll find
2: out. And you
3: know, even trading posts where we used to work, you know, like. reminded got lots of pins. me. Like, he went yeah. and they were like, we're at the trading post. I'm like, oh,
1: they said it. They
3: yeah. said it. Yes. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I, this
0: movie and Davy Crockett have really made me understand where the inspiration came for a lot of bits and pieces of Frontierland. Oh. Did you yes. know,
2: so, there's cabins in Disneyland that you can stay in, I believe, and it's called, like, Davy Crockett's something or other.
3: Oh, they're at Disney World. Are they? I thought I read yeah, Disneyland. Well, oh, correct so, me if I'm wrong. Wait, wait, D- Disneyland has, like, the David Davy Crockett, like, rowboats, I think, mm-hmm. but the cabins that you can stay in, those are at Disney World. They're, okay, um, okay. Or, um I'm not sure. They always change what they use them for. At one point, they use them for, like, the international college program. Hmm. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's Strange some more enough. influence there. Cool. I take mm-hmm. it. What did I take away? I mean, kind of like what I was saying before, like, don't – and what you guys were saying, don't prejudge somebody. Don't be afraid to learn from another culture. Don't let – something even that you've been told your whole life define your opinion of it like you need to have your own opinion you should learn and absorb as much information as you can before you jump to a judgment because you don't know how someone else's life has gone or how they've been raised or you
0: know Mm -hmm. you need to
2: be an open-minded human being
0: i used to tell my dad this all the time about movie reviews in the paper (laughs) <laughs> just for a real life example here as well Didn't
1: he we would tell
0: me he would tell me he's like oh that movie got a C in the paper and I'm like how about you go and make your own judgment of that movie <laughs> <laughs> and he'd go I'm not going <laughs> <And> he'd <laughs> go I'm not going to go see that movie it's got a C in the paper and I would be like well I'm going to go see it and I'll make my own opinion I'll see the C movie <laughs> The same goes for people, guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. All right. So a fun little segment that I try to put in when I can is A Day in the Life of Walt. So this is 1956. Um, there's not really a whole lot going on specifically in December of 56, so I just went with the overall theme of 56, so, him and Roy actually go on a trip back to Marceline in 1956, and they go to dedicate a swimming pool. Cool. Why not? But he also goes and visits the Dreaming Tree again, which was in Marceline. It's actually gone now. It has died. But it was around from 1910 until relatively recently. Like, it... it got struck by lightning, I think, recently, and then that kind of made it die and they dug it up. Um, so dreams do die. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Rory. The dreaming
0: The Dreaming Tree was registered though as a historic tree by American forests until it had to get taken down. Um so yeah, he went they went back to Marceline. They had like a huge sign across the main street that says welcome back Walton Roy. Um and just so that anybody I don't know if everybody knows this, but Main like Main Street USA at Disneyland and Disney World are based off of Marceline, Missouri's main streets. Um, just look at this picture. I know there's an uptown jewelers. Do you see that? Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So it also inspired the films So Dear to My Heart and Lady in the Tramp. Which we learned on the Lady in the Tramp episode that, and that is totally why it fits on Main Street. I'm like, oh my god, it takes place in Marceline. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until we did the episode. So, yeah, um, so they they get to go back to their hometown, and Walt hadn't really been back since 1910. Like it had been that long since wow. yeah.
2: That so. had have been so cool for him to go back. He moved and, like, away. Have this big welcome.
0: Yeah, and like especially because it was clearly an iconic place in his mind because he would based so much off of it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, to be able to be welcomed back by that town and then get to like dedicate something in your name is is awesome.
3: Did you say this was fifty six? Yes. Oh, huh, so that's the year after Disneyland opened too. Yeah. So Main Street was already built. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so he like got to go back and be like, oh, and hold on, am I in Disneyland or Marceline?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think he made that joke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, I actually did get another Disney memory if you want to read it. Oh, sweet! I would love to, because we've been running
2: out.
3: Oh no. Oh no.
2: It's okay, we have started supplying our own Disney memories. So, we threatened, like, if you don't want to hear us talk more, you better better uh, send us some memories.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's not, um, do you want me to just read it? Sure. Okay. So, this is from Stephen Moore. He had already sent in his favorite Disney memory a while ago, but... When we read the memory on Davy Crockett, it reminded him of a time when things didn't quite go right, and he wanted to share this memory, and I thought this would be an interesting take on Disney memories. So his first trip to Disney World was with his grandparents and younger brother, and they stayed in one of the actual houses Disney has in Kissimmee. Um, I don't know what that would be, but I have no idea. Uh, when we got to the house after the entirely too long drive from Arkansas, we noticed a pair of shoes on the doorstep, and we all kind of paused and said, wait, what? But then they shrugged it off and just went inside, and then they found more clothes and suitcases in the bedroom. A quick phone call revealed that the house had actually been double-booked by two different travel agencies, um... Oh my God. If I remember right, the other family even came back while my grandparents were on the phone. Everything worked out and we were switched to a different house, but it was definitely the strangest way I've ever started a Disney trip. (laughs) It's just funny that like that memory is associated with Disney. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think if we had any. (laughs) You're making noise, (laughs) Timothy. Um. We actually, we actually had a really horrible start to a Disney trip once too. Was it when we moved down there? It was when we moved down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: I know this
0: story. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we went to Art of. We were staying at Art of Animation. Yeah. We had driven seventeen hours over two days. We had Mm. cats with us.
2: We were, I mean, the cats didn't stay with us. We took them to our apartment, but we had family with us, so we were staying at a Disney resort. Mm -hmm. Art of Animation. So we get there, we're all exhausted, we just want to take a nap so we can go down to Disney Springs, because my aunt had never been to Disney, and, like, part of the, like, I asked her if she would help me move down there, and then I was like, I will get you into Disney for a day, like, that's how I want to pay you, I know you've always wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, so her first experience was gonna be at Disney Springs, we just needed a little bit of a nap.
0: Like, some of us wanted to shower, take a little bit of a nap. So we go all the way to, like, the furthest building. So we had a car's room. Which is, like, literally at the end of the property. So we trudge our way over there.
1: The key doesn't work. The key doesn't work.
0: So mind you, this was whenever Magic Bands first started. Like, we were actually, not everybody was getting them. We were selected to test them for that Mm -hmm. trip. So we got our magic bands. We tried all the floors with that number because we we're like, well, maybe they told us the wrong the wrong floor. I don't know. So we went to all of the floors, tried that room number um, and it didn't work on any of them. And then, of course, that building had no service. So you couldn't call from your cell phone. We didn't know about the other phone in the building, um, but we found out, guys, that there is a like landline in each building <laughs> that you can call the front desk on. Um, Smart. Yes. So, our phones weren't working, and my we mom was very hungry. not having a good day because she just wanted to take a nap. <laughs> uh, so, she had to walk all the way back to the lobby. She wasn't happy, and... <laughs> She was not very nice to them, but they got us a new room.
2: It was, like, there's like, a two-hour But hour honestly,
0: meal. like, I know that I'm telling you the story in five minutes, but yeah, it was, like, a two-hour <laughs> thing. I mean, like, it went on for far too long. But, actually, I don't even know if they gave us anything.
2: No, it got resolved just like, you know, we got in our room. We ended up going to Disney Springs, and then, well, it was... Downtown Disney. Then and then the next day when I took my aunt to Magic Kingdom, she cried. She was so
1: happy. So it
0: was all good. It ended it up being good. okay
1: because you know. Do you remember the day after how they messed up stuff? Because I was supposed you to come were supposed into to the be resort. there, and
0: then he wasn't on the reservation, and he wasn't on the Magical yeah. Express, and oh, it I was. About
3: uh, that.
1: Yeah, oh, Tim I, was as soon meeting. As you us. mentioned that I was like I remember that because that was <laughs> like I had my two. Very full suitcases, because I flew down, I was to move down for my program. Yep. And, oh, that was not fun.
0: Yeah, sometimes... But, mind you, this was at the very beginning of opening of Art of Animation. That was the new resort at that time, plus Magic Bands were new. They were just having some troubles.
2: Yep. Yeah. Not every vacation starts off on the right foot, but... It In the end, we got I there. Because I
0: ended up proposing to you on Space Mountain the yep. next day, Yes. and your aunt Steph cried her eyes out at the first sight of the castle, and it was all worth it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So. Aww. Well, guys, if you'd like to have your, <laughs> your Disney memory featured on the show, it doesn't have to be a favorite, or even a good one, apparently, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com, and it can be anything Disney-related, so send it our way, and we'll be sure to read it on a future episode.
2: And thank you, Stephen, for submitting yours and inspiring us
0: to tell our yeah. own story. No, like, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like in a bad way that you sent us a bad no, one. No, like no, I no. liked that. It was different, it changed it up a little bit, and thank you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of thank yous. Thank you, Rory and Tim, for joining us again
3: Yay.
0: and letting us have a Froland
3: reunion. A Froland reunion. Of
1: course.
3: Oh, my gosh. Can Tim Plus say Katie. it, though?
1: A Froland reunion?
3: No, no, no. Can, oh, you no. Say, can you say your catchphrase? Which one? Your Frontierland catchphrase.
1: Oh, my gosh. Come on. Howdy, folks. Thanks for dropping in. That? that
3: wasn't it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot
1: what it was, okay? It's been a very long time, Rory. Rory, remind me of your
3: like, attention. Oh, for <laughs> people's
1: birthdays? That's Yeah. Okay. That story will be on the Davy Crockett the oh, is it? pirate one. I haven't oh, looked at no, 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 it one. yet, but Wait, I will put it oh, on that one. Got it. Although okay. it airs before this one, so you'll hear it before <laughs> that one. Guys, we
0: are all confused with these recordings because we're catching mm. up for our trip, so I'm sorry if we're jumbled in our uh, mm-hmm. stories and dates and stuff. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. Uh. Alright, so Grown Kids
2: can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You don't want to miss out on all our discombobulated shenanigans
0: (laughs) yep so you can find us on all the different social media platforms we're on facebook at grown-up kids at disney podcast and twitter and instagram at grown-up kids pod you can also support us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash grown-up kids pod and gain access to our bonus podcast extra magic hours um, also, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can head on over to our Facebook discussion group. I've posted a document in the group with our comprehensive list of movies that we will be watching along with availability to be on the show with us. So make sure that you check the list out and then comment on the post, email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook and let us know what you're interested in joining us on and I can put you on the dock. It's that easy, kids.
2: It's it's that that easy.
0: (laughs) You don't have to know us to be on an episode. Nope. Somebody told me that they felt awkward asking. Please don't feel awkward asking. If you want to be on the show, ask us. We have spots available, not necessarily for, like, princess movies or anything, but for lots of other obscure, funny Disney movies that you can watch for the first time and then talk about with us, because I guarantee you it's our first time watching it, so.
2: And don't be nervous, because we're just two weirdos who talk
0: about Disney all the time. And Harry Potter. (laughs) And Harry Potter. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Johnny Tremaine ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.